Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and blessings. <laughs> Welcome to Sister Queens. Rise and shine. How are you, Your Excellency? How are you? I am well, yeah. How are you this evening? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I'm enjoying the Giving Back song. I done played it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful, it's wonderful, and we were so blessed having the sister there last week. It was magnificent, the whole show. Yeah, Astro Moon, Ashe, mm-hmm. yeah, Biche, Biche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It Ashe. was really, really very rich, you know, like a lot to chew on all week, really. Ashe. I that. Mm-hmm. On different parts of um, just a really good broad discussion, um, where where I like to go, you know what I mean. When we have fantastic women that have their hands and their expertise and wisdom and soul all dug in in places, it's good to to for them to exchange it. You know, like the piece she gave us about our our sun sign being the vehicle, the car, and yet our moon sign being the engine. Like, that's a little thing that really means a lot when you think about how we deal with the public self and the private self. And, of course, queens should always be on that. That's just, you know, that's just protocols. Well, the whole show was about healing and just really grabbing the control over your health. And hopefully all the sister queens that listen will recognize that we rise and shine this year. This is our year. And from now on, going forward, it is our year. And I love what you wrote. Show up and pay attention. And I think that goes for every day. And I'd like to uh, welcome Olorio Shunede Olu Shegun L, who's on the line. And uh, as you know, she's the author of Secrets That Little Girls Hide, as well as the new book, Auntie mm-hmm. Oyakunle and Her Magical Pet Rock, Kilalu. Our Queen Mother Day of Ifa House of Worship. 
I do say Pupo for having us again on the platform here. <laughs> yes, we do. We look at Cabo. I do play Cabo Yabo. Thank you, my Kula Kuli Baleo Ludoye. I think what happens is we need to call a roll call when we come on these frequencies I because I I, I totally has been in my many files and my departments of my life and didn't remember that we had a show tonight. So the Queen mm-hmm. Mother just called me and reminded oh me. So mm-hmm. please forgive me. Yeah, you have to help us out. I I right. I, I am <laughs> okay. <laughs> mhm. It's a lot of so place moving for all the queens. Yes, lots and lots moving by. But we're glad you made it. Absolutely. And you know, we spoke for, uh, a little bit ago with uh, Ifa Shade, who usually brings us our return to spirit um, uh, uh, oracle. And, uh, you know, of course, she was in the many pages of life as in a store. And I said, oh, no rush, you know, it's for two hours and you'll come in and we'll have it. And so I think that's a fabulous idea of um, really, you know, calling the great mothers forward <laughs> to Sister, Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. That, that's absolute. Would you like to do it? Or maybe the EF from House of uh, Oracles would like to do it. Oh, the invocation? Oh, EFC call on the four corners, Sangoma. We all know who is, you know, please, if you can do that, I would appreciate it. I say. I say, I say, I say. That's a good thing, you know, because uh, that's what what we put out there this evening to have the conversation about when we um, take this pause, which we're going to do now, and invoke, remember the power of the spoken word. So we say, Hello, Dumari, Ajuba. Mojubao,给你们,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,mojubao,
Hey, I'm excited that we got to share from that from that perspective because we've been thinking, of course, about calling the women to the powwow in Selma and and walking together and being in prayer together. We've thought a lot about um, that we would like to be doing sweat lodges like every other week in communities of women all across the southeast. It's time, it's time, it's time to shed a whole lot of things um, to into the earth. And I was saying to uh, Lori earlier today, it's, it's a, such a powerful thing. And the women that really don't know the power of praying make it on the earth with water and stone people and fire and and breath and our air, um, you, you wouldn't know till you sat there. And... Um, it's, it's a powerful thing, and this is the world we Absolutely. live in is the time that we've come to now where, when, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> all the protests, the pickets, and all of those parts um, are in the matrix, and women who can pray on the earth, I believe some, some very serious things could happen. Absolutely. Not could, yeah, not could happen, would happen. Uh, and just because he asked, Ashe, we are we are standing and moving as as a, in fact answer prayer. Yeah, now we're talking about that today. All of the parts that we live through up into and into the state of miracle. And once yeah. you have entered, yes, once you have entered the holy the prayer, sanctuary of miracle. Mhm. So we 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 love having that to share, um, and, and we do invite, you know, I, I used to do a call where we would have each woman a, a, a party where we go around and each woman give us a gift, a gift of a song or an invocation or something, some medicine that is uplifting. Right. And um, right. I think we, yes, I think we should put that, that out right there, there for the labor of Love me. Sunday, this thing they call well. Valentine's Day. Yes, that mm-hmm. Sunday evening when we're we're so full of ourselves and giving hearts and flowers, then we should all come bearing uh, the gifts of invocation of upliftment, uh, okay. upliftment to one another. Mm-hmm. So we're putting it out there, and we are asking all the sister queens to call in on the 14th around about that time so that they can share a gift with each other, all of us, within ourselves, we share this gift, and we manifest our abundance here on earth through their gifts. We continue to open up our ores to our destiny. And the sister queens, sister queens that are awakened will, will come in the in the multitudes, and we have a lot of sister queen sister queens awakened, and that have mm-hmm. put on their crown. So we're we're real excited about that. I'm excited mm-hmm. about tonight because the whole idea of the angry black woman. I'm so sick of it <laughs> because mm-hmm. first of all, anger is a part of the ancestral spirit because we have not given the proper sacrifices and proper honoring to our ancestors. And we continue to let our children die. So we are not working our energy and power in the world as we should. 
I agree, definitely, you know, and I, I think about it, um, you know, now much more as a person who who has lived with um, <laughs> that dragon side of our persona that could come out in angry words or, or what would be perceived, again, that's the question on the table, what would be perceived by the tone or the increase in volume or intensity of a queen speaking. Um, that that would say, oh, that's an angry black woman. <laughs> and, oh, and when in fact, familiar. yeah, when in fact, when uh, uh, Latino women or Hispanic women are excited and they get to hear, they get to tell you something, boom, 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 boom. They're speaking really fast, and the excitement of it for a person who's a calmer person was, you know, would wonder if something was wrong as well. They might not attach angry to it, but they would feel an elevation of excitement. And so how much of it is our culture and um, where has it gone? That's, that's definitely what I would put out here in our opening questions is, like, where, where is it now? Because we've seen some terrible things go by on Facebook of young ladies just out of order on subways and in different places in the street. And someone, of course, had a cell phone where they could just capture it all on video. And sure enough, it depicts an angry black woman at least, at the very least. Now, we don't know what drove to the anger, but I think the ears point is well spoken. Sometimes uh, the, the great ancestral mothers, and we're not blaming it on them, but we are simply saying that uh, the, the level of integrity around us has fallen so low that uh, these spirits that move with us, where did they go? Their bodies dropped and we buried them in the earth, but their spirits move with us and get offended by crazy mm-hmm. stuff in the street, and 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 before you know it, you might have an enraged black woman or, you know, dark uh, a woman of color, because her ancestors wasn't even going to tolerate it. Something was going to be said, and so mm-hmm. I think um, we would love to hear. I know I would love to hear from both of you again. Lori and I were on this conversation a little earlier this morning of a little bit past diplomacy a little bit past um, that gift that we give ourselves of not hurting our livers or allowing our fire, the fire of our anger, to rage and burn up another as a solution to the conversation, the problem, or the issue. And that's the way I'm beginning to look at it. So I try to be a little slower as, as uh, my heat of a situation might rise Um I employ different tools <laughs> than I did when I was younger. Um, either of you, I would love to hear um, how that feels when you know you're in that place of a of a large volume that anybody passing by would say, wow, angry black women, is that okay? Or is it always okay? Or just okay in private? Or is it okay? Mm. Well, interesting that I'm going through psychotherapy now, which is a part of the journey of repairing the child uh, that has been abused. And so we've decided to go through our psychotherapy. And what I found, uh, which was very comforting when my psychotherapist said to me, it's okay to be angry. And we've heard the scripture, be angry and sin not. And so mm-hmm. that gave me, like, a permission to be upset about men who, you know, molested and, 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 and the, the tragedies of what's happening with children today with the human trafficking and all of that that surrounds children. Um, 
it's it's a thin line, especially when you are a medium, because it does call up Kali. It does call up Shongo, you know, the the god of thunder and very temperament, and and it does call up, you know, that 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 whirlwind. And when we are priests and have been initiated into these secrets or into this science, because it's science, we are open to re- to receive the angelic forces of that of peace and tranquility, which I love to live at, as well as the temperamental hot. Uh, 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 forces, Orishas that dwells here in the earth realm to assist us. So it is a thin line. And so we should be angry about the 60% increase in child molestation, but we don't want to sin because sin for us is to kill them, right? (laughs) And so um, we want to put that energy, and thank you, Ia, for that, you know, sharing with me about your mother and, and, and the liver and what it happens when we internalize the heat and what it does to our inner organs. And um, Yeah, and so knowing your mother and, and, and having that <laughs> journey with you, it, it touched me in a very, very sacred place, and I thank you for sharing that with me because it checked me. It really Ashe. did. It really checked Ashe. me. Mm-hmm. And if and you was just a picture or a photo that, you know, you you never met, you wouldn't have that reference point. But the fact that you know and have witnessed it, you know what I'm saying? Because she was a Capricorn, very pragmatic, very practical. And if you said some silly, crazy stuff, the fire in her liver would have erupted even before her mind thought about it. And 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 that that we could say that in some cases now nowadays you know but as you were speaking I was thinking what what are the tools that we employ in order to be able to redirect uh, that anger or that elevation of heat directly into a very passionate humane and yet um, peaceful offering to the person that we need to offer that to. We want to offer that to them, you know, where the old women would say you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. <laughs> That's what I always think about if I just slip out to them because it's so true. And I think I said that to you today earlier is that one of the very harsh le- lessons of Taming My Dragon was that the dragon could, you know, just fire up, burn up, and push away the very people that I wanted to reach or I wanted to help. And so when we are very honest with ourselves to look at that and to look at the effects of our persona, you know, this is very much in in my world one of one of the lessons of <laughs> the basic one oh one of Queendom <laughs> is that, you know, if you are a woman of grace and dignity, there there is a protocol for the way in which you conduct yourself and your point you know, and the point we were making, also you have to stay healthy. It's just we're not saying be quiet Oh, oh, you know how people do when they think you're talking too loud and they all get nervous. And so, uh, in that poem by Starhawk, I said, the teacup shatter. <laughs> the people, the pleasant people scatter, you know, as, as a, a black woman's voice elevates to say something that she emphatically wants to speak as the truth. I think that we have that right, but to whom much is given, much is required. When When we know our power, then because we have been on the other end of of abuses of power, we we should never step there ourselves. 
Um, not not willingly and knowingly, of course we do. All of us slip over there. But um, to become more conscious and say, Mm-mm, I'm not here to oppress you with my thoughts and my opinions. I'm really just sharing them. And um, right, you know, and people take in, I think at this point they take it in as medicine. If it serves them, great. If it doesn't, recycle it, pass it on to somebody it might serve. You know, we don't we don't have to attack each other with our words. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Queen Mother, what do you what, what you chime in? What do you say when you uh, reach that point of trying to emphatically communicate with people? <laughs> well, you know, I am trying to uh, manage my fire because it burns and it burns deep. Because as wonderful as you can be in the, as wonderful as you can be in the context of, you know, love and all of that, you still bring the energy down of negativity when you feel like you are abused or you feel like someone has disrespected you or whatever negativity that you feel it. So it's really about, for me right now, is controlling that fire so it doesn't disrespect people. Mm-hmm. Well, in my you know, experience, I'm sorry, yes, excuse me. I, I okay. was, when, Queen Mother, I don't want to talk over you, excuse me. No, no. Uh-oh. You there? I, said, I was saying, yeah. go ahead, honey, because I was just going to reiterate that um, the people that you love are the ones that get the brunt <laughs> of the fire, and those are the ones you don't want to burn. You really don't want to burn them up, you know, right. but what can you do? They're accessible, and they're right there at that spot. <laughs> We have another queen that joined us. I'm going to uh, light up her line because it might be our guest. Greetings and blessings. Well, perhaps they don't want to. I love you. Maybe she's on mute. Maybe you're on mute, beloved. What area code is it, queen mother? Uh, it's on the computer, so there's no oh. area code. Oh. Okay, well, maybe people are, are still here to listen in. Um, we're thankful again. This is um, Sister Queen's Rise and Shine, our topic for this evening, um, one that is not easily answered, as you see us moving around the edges of it. When is the power of a queen uh, most effective and um, most respectful, as as he had just brought to the table, most respectful of any conversation she's in? When What are the edges of... Um, stepping differently from that angry black woman to uh, a woman who has strong opinions and who whose voice will be heard. And I think, you know, as I look to it, um, obviously women that handle themselves now with uh, uh, profus- profanity 
um, they get they get struck right over into the angry woman <laughs> corner for me, you know, because uh, my my grandmother always used to say if we were any anywhere around her, so she'd say your your ears are not trash cans. I really don't know why you would allow. <laughs> that to enter into the, the temple of the most living God. <laughs> and that's what the old people would tell you, you know. So you try to get out of the way of anyone cursing. But uh, when we do have to speak emphatically, and I think we're having this conversation because as we go forward towards Selma and as we put ourselves in different positions to um, to state some truths that we know sometimes our community is willing to hear and other times it would appear that they would rather not hear it. Boy, that's a big juicy piece in this conversation. I think that like really drives black women, you know, when they have to say something that they know is in people's faces. And I, I've seen that time and time and time again where that is a, a woman that you don't want to try to hush <laughs> in that moment because she's reached a point where her truth is boiling over inside of her, and it'd be better to just let her speak her truth. You know, those those kinds of situations. I say that's one that's probably going to continue <laughs> out into the future, no matter how disciplined we are. And that's when ceremonies come in. The ceremonies are so important, as you spoke earlier, Yabun, of our vision to take to the, um, you know, to Selma, the ability to have ceremonies. And we're not just coming together in a conference or a workshop, but to come together as women participating in the sweat large, the stomping ritual, the shawl ritual, because that is where it is we find our, our that's that middle ground, the spirit realm where it is we find our strength. That's how I've been able to proceed on, on this journey and the years that I've lived in temple environment, definitely I can, I know there's a difference. I'm, if I am moved to an anger, it's not through me uh, in the outburst of what they call manic, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, Kylie and I take it to the bells. I take it to my songs and my, you know, freshening and my communication in the temple. And so I feel that the ceremonies are so important because uh, it is an angry situation all around the board. And for us to be so complacent in that which it is that we should be angry about, that is a double sense to me. That's like a spirit thing. I see. Mm-hmm. Because we should be angry at the situation going on with our children, whether it's child sexual abuse or murdering uh, in the jails or murdering by police, murdering by ourselves, you know, just murdering our young people, you know, taking their lives without, you know, consequence. And that has to end taking our children before their time is one of the most um, devastating things to our community. So you know that keeps the population down. Why? So, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the plan. That That is, not, like I said, exactly. on one of the... There's nothing new under the sun. He has always been conquer and destroy, you know, build and destroy. And this is when it is that we are in the position of we have to heal and then we move on. Of course, we can't 
they've stuck. But we definitely have to tend to the to the womb, because if not, it you know it, the womb becomes affected. So as healers, as uh, shamans, we are calling on all those who have the particular gifts of healing miracles, healing touch, you know, uh, to come and join with us collectively because we know there's power in collective energy and 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 freeing the uh, the atmosphere of that energy that even goes across that line to even be in morale, you know? So I'm asking if we all could be, you know, uh, concerned about each other. If it's not child sexual abuse, it's poverty, it's homelessness, it's, it's, it's starvation. There's so many uh, uh, um, injustices that is happening on this planet that requires, you know, us to uh, come together as a unit. And and, and, and and it's not about, oh, just get over it. And that's what I hear. You know, people, oh, just get over it. It happened. And so as black people in particularly had not been able to even laugh out loud, and I know we all know about the laughing barrel. So it's such an ingrained fear of speaking out and standing on your uh, your center. And as a woman and as women who are incarnated queens, it is very difficult to be in the 3D at this time and this place where it is that women are so disrespected and you don't have the women sitting in their great empires, you know, and reigning and, 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 and you know, uh, you know, the law, you know, putting the law down yet. But we are here and, and we're needing the commitment of other women to fight and with us and, 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 this, and, 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 and building. It takes a collective mind. Mhm. Very much so, you know. And um, it's interesting because you know we're always up in the spirit a little bit in that six to seven o'clock hour before we come on. And um, so we we put out, of course, went to each of the uh, ES pages that we invited, and they are both in such powerful work. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure people will go to the Facebook and you can see because we did share it. And and yet a spirit came in and was saying, hmm, so if you haven't called and really actually spoken and confirmed, um, how how is that moving, that same energy you're speaking of, Olori? How is that moving? You know, because there's a conditioning that we just keep falling into and usually, you know, whenever someone asks me to participate in something, like I'm fully participating. I don't just show up <laughs> on the minute of participation. Like I check it out and, oh, yeah, that's what's going on. And then I tell a few of my friends about it. You know, I'm going to be doing this. Join me. Check it out. And that energy in itself, as I was just resting in it, because I was resting for about 30 minutes, in terms of what we need, what is the power of our word of mouth? Just to, if we take a little detour, a little side little side discussion to the power of the strong spoken word of black women. That used to be, no doubt, the greatest gift of, of major economics in all our communities was the fact that whether it was the church or a dinner or um, somebody's house got burned out and we were collecting clothes, whatever it was, the power of, this, of, of that verbal conversation between black women everywhere, laundromat, grocery store, wherever they saw each other, got it done. 
there there wasn't any any going back for any question on it. And something about these machines and the detachment of actually having that connection, unless it's a negative one. You notice that? If people really need to vent or just be all upset in, in a drama emergency room about some 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 situation <laughs> in their life, then they're liable to be on the phone. But if it is that, that, that come on, get in the spirit or an, another invitation, I'm going to go do this, I want to invite four or five other women I know to be in that collective energy. What do we think that is, ladies? Is it is it that we don't we don't visit that room often enough, you know? Like we don't we don't we're not all in the same church catching the Holy Ghost, you know, two or three times a week. Because I think there was something about those the way that those women connected in song in church that held them through everything else. School, men, mm-hmm. houses, money, you know, riots in the street. It just held them. Mm-hmm. It's important, yes. And, yes, technology definitely has separated us, and we have to, you know, over override it, get back to the basics, have our meetings, our weekly, our monthly moon circle largest, and that's how we, can, that's how we will, uh, you know, uh, bring the energies together. So we have to, in our own individual communities, call on those women, if it's five, you know, it's more than two. And they say it's more than two. You know, you have the power of God present. And so that's how we have to do it. We have to go to, to the meetings, you know, go out and meet our our sisters. I was speaking to the Queen Mother about the various women on our different pages who have expressed interest and have even spoken of their own uh, um lives being victims and how they are so happy that we are here speaking out loud. And so we need to catch up with all of them. It's like getting the Rolodex together. You know, all of those likes and all of those comments and all of those thank yous, we have to gather them in one uh, Rolodex and contact them all and in each state that they uh, could be a representative. Uh, in their state, and and at the same time, every full moon, we all can be in our individual uh, uh, communities uh, praying and having, you know, that connection that way and pulling our resources together as well because that is important. Economics is is very important. You know, if a person is starving, you can't teach them about Jesus. You have to teach them how to fish. You know, I, I I remember someone said that to me one time. How can you teach somebody about, you know, God and enlightening them if they're starving? So you teach them how to fish. You teach them how to get they retrieve their own powers in order for that they, they could uh, know what the power of God is. And that's where we at is that we have to believe once again that we are miracle workers that we are sacred beings who are here that we've been waiting for. And, and and I guess it starts with us. It starts with us. Absolutely. You know, that that that's 
that's the key part is that um, if we speak it and, and, and move with open arms and, and openness to others, you know, because we can do all of that and get the mailing list. And, you know, for the Ia Baba, we certainly try. That's the page that she's on. Oh, if we just get everyone on the mailing list and we'll mail them out flyers. But I say if they're already passing by your Facebook, we invite them and we all come together right here and, you know, we get it done. <laughs> And but but again, as I was speaking to you earlier, what I really see most of the time is a transfer in the different generations, because when we were planning uh, outings or a church picnic or this, that's exactly what happened. Everyone either was together at this thing or that thing, or we all got on the phone. Okay, you gonna do the potato salad? Okay, we are gonna bring the sandwiches. And and before you knew it, that kind of networking just happened. And you're right. This whole now text, email, the machine. Okay, holler back at me. It's really, I think, weakened, weakened, um, and 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 may as a result, you know, back to the to what we were speaking of of um, how and when we use the power of voice, how and when we use the power of voice, and many women that um, have the best of intentions in their hearts, but don't feel heard. You know, and then again, don't feel heard because really, if they check themselves, it would be well. You're not saying anything yet. <laughs> you might have sent out 20 texts today, but you hadn't really said anything yet. And so there, I think there is the difference. Um, uh, we're putting together a curriculum. We're taking out in the woods this this spring of um, the tools for agents of change, becoming agents of change. Um, where where we are the ones, as you said, that remember to activate the new tools that we need for this time. What are those tools? And and are we at a deficit or at a loss simply because we're around women that lack those tools? I think not. I think I think somewhere in here we're learning to to determine how much is too much. You ever hear the old women say, this? "I wonder how much is too much." And I thought about it the other day, you know, because, of course, a creative person, these many art projects, this to do with the market, clients, friends, different projects we're working on, and the room was very crowded. And I thought, wow, wasn't life easy when you only had three major things or, <laughs> or you know, the goodwill of your three children today, get them off to school and, and homework done this evening. And so life is taken on. I think that'll be an interesting conversation upcoming in February with all of our hopeful activities in terms of activating some cultural truth, historic truth that we're walking in to determine are we all women thirsting to be super women or is this what it looks like for us to step into our superpowers? We're all doing 29 things at one time. What you know? What 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 do we need to recreate or change or um, adjust? It probably is the best word. Make adjustments too. I say. But if we stay connected, we have to stay connected. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 so women say, "Well, I'm just too busy trying to get everything I need to get done in a day. I'd love to be having six conversations on Facebook, but I never have the time in my day to do it." And and what can you say to that? You know what well, I mean? Ian, I'm hope- yeah. Ian, I wanted to mm-hmm. let you know that uh, there are some callers online, and I wanted to welcome uh, Oya um, Femi. 
uh, Dave Kojo, which is uh, Al Sawadi. And I believe that the EI that does the cards is online. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. I do pray for your presence and your faithfulness. It's a blessed are the faithful. Faithful to come. We've been having a very good conversation. We want you to chime in. We in, invoked this week, we really did, all of the ancestors of our our uh, families and all of the families of the sister queens that would join us this evening. So you're definitely stepping into a very full container, and maybe that is it. Maybe we'll say, you know, around about the bottom of the hour, 7.30 is a good time, because then we'll see really how seriously the card matches up to to our evening's conversation. So whenever you're ready, yeah, bless us. Okay, uh, this one is called Storm. Um, uh, We all have to pass through difficult times in our lives. When things get rough, our vision and understanding can often become cloudy. The feeling of being alone in it all and even feeling abandoned by spirit in in your darkest hour can be overwhelming, but you are not alone at all. Hold on and hang in there. Every storm eventually passes. This will not last forever. This card is here to remind you that you really do have the strength and courage to survive anything that comes your way. Spirit is here supporting you in every step you take. Clouds always part and the sun makes its way through once again. It's important to remember that whatever you are going through right now is for your highest learning and understanding. This card may come to you if you are having difficulty in your relationships with others. It is vital to remember that underneath anger is hurt. Forgiveness Mm. for yourself and others is the key to moving forward and healing this. This card also comes if you are experiencing any type of crisis, whether it is in your daily life or within your inner being. Just know that this is happening to enable you to see what is not yet in alignment in your highest good and what no longer serves you. This is your opportunity to make any needed changes in your life and to heal some very deep wounds from the past. Just know that you will survive this with your sanity intact. You will be stronger, more understanding, and more compassionate with yourself and others. Have faith in yourself, faith that you can and will make it through this. Spirit is here to support you as you find your own light at the end of this tunnel. And that is the card storm. I say. Thank you. Thank what you. What a great so card. It, yeah. Isn't that right on? Because it's a storm. You know what it reminded me of? That beautiful song by Sade. She says, it's a storm moving in my heart. And I think that that, that is a big piece of that uh, angry black woman thing is that we could just say it. We're hurt. Are there hurt black women among us? Yes, there are. <laughs> see, see how quick that equals, that equals the playing field? Are there hurt black women among us? Yes, there are. And so maybe we can put, yeah, maybe we can put that out there for those that are so quick to do the labeling of, oh, just another angry black woman. No, to say, say it like it is. That's another hurt black woman. You know, and then maybe we could get to the truth of speaking uh, with more kindness. 
But, yeah, you so faithfully come and bring us the message every week. And I just wanted, because I know you have a little bit more of a feel on it. Of course, you're, you're right there pulling the cards on, um, you know, the lessons and, and, and the evolutions, maybe I should say, from when we began the show. And, and this is the, the last Sunday in January, so here we've done a full month. And I'm, I, ha- I don't have the first one, but I know last week's was confidence and uh, there was one before that that dealt right in the health pocket on the show that we were doing uh, for health, and or, or maybe it was sexuality that came up. But the cards and 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 what and the messages that they're bringing to us um, prayerfully, I know it's certainly the intention of your heart for us to hear it in a way that it it becomes very soothing medicine for all of the things that it speaks to. What in particular do you? How do you relate what we just read to, or what you just read, to mm, experiences maybe you've had where where people shut down or you don't achieve a certain goal because you're just kind of written off as an angry black woman? Well, you know, we all go through situations in life, and um, no matter what happens, um, you know, you go through storms, and that's what it is. You weather the storm. You know, some things, some things come, and it seems like it's so overwhelming that you can't get through it. But it's saying that, you know, if you just, you know, just sit back and just know that you're being supported, you are being guided, and this is just for your highest good. There's something that you need to learn from this situation, and not all the times that you go through some difficulty that you realize that it's something that you need to learn, and that's when you kind of take it personally, and then it becomes you kind of become a victim in that space. And, you know, spirit, from what I'm getting from the cards, spirit is trying to let us know that you're not a victim in this space. This is something that you need to learn from it, regardless of what, how severe the, um, the, the energy comes to you or how severe it impacts your life. You know, there's something that you need to learn, so don't take it so personally that you hold on to that space of being that victim, you know, because every storm does pass. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the cards that we had before was rejuvenation. <clears throat> and that was mm-hmm, right, was yes, uh-huh. about you know health and um, you know everybody you know getting their getting their self together. So even when you go through stuff, everybody comes through a wall. You just pray that every wall that you come to could be paper thin because you have to go through a wall, and that's what your trials and tribulations are. It's just a matter of your perception of how you um, take in the message from it. Mm-hmm. And so, like mm-hmm. I said, you know. I see. I feel like I go through storms so much, yeah, mm-hmm. and and and, and yeah. it's trying at times. It really is trying because you feel that why, <laughs> why, right. why? Right. You know, you don't want to say why me like you need it to be somebody else, but you do have to. You know, it 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 gets trying. But like I said, you know, you step back and you look. There's something you need to learn in this situation. If it is forgiveness, and if it is mm-hmm. forgiving those that have. You know that they've done you wrong. If you have to forgive them in order to release yourself, then that is that storm that you have to pass through in order to to gain that clarity and to gain that peace. And so, you know, every storm has a silver lining, as they say. So I I really appreciate these cards because the messages that come through give you a totally different perspective than what you are looking at in in the midst of your own crisis. So, Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I was wondering as you were speaking, what are the tools I'm hoping, of course, in in doing this radio program that the power of sisterhood make when we hear stuff like that makes us think, 
what do I really have when I'm weathering a storm? Obviously, that's that's the main thing is, you know, how are we handling our stormy weather? And then when we see other women uh, close to us or not that are going through very stormy, stormy, stormy times, and you go, what do I have for the storm? And the only thing that I, I can really, it, it, you know, put out there in a visual like she did us with the car and the engine is um, I can notice when women are stuck in a storm, when they're stuck. And there is a big difference between being stuck, like to the point of immobile. They're, <laughs> they're just shut down, no movement in, this, in the midst of this storm because there's also that place where we become the eye in the center of the storm in that calm spot. But this is not that place. This is... These are, are women that are swinging around, and I look at it at that dance of, oh, yeah, just whipping around in the storm and can't seem to land their feet or ground their feet or get out. And I remember um, uh, a passage that I think it was at some, some church service, some women's program, and the speaker was telling us about a storm she was when she was on her way to go speak at some church, and she, and she said they did, her and her father were in the car, and she was driving, and it was it was just such a terrible storm. It just like that kind of rain where you can barely see the car in front of you and cars are pulling off to the side. It was a highway. She felt like, oh, my gosh, it's dangerous. And so she got to that point, you know, with her dad where she said, I just think I should pull over. I, I, I think we should just pull over. And her father looked at her like so matter-of-factly and said, no. Um, pulling over is not the thing to do. We're going to get to the end of the storm where, you know, there's sunshine again, and we'll think back on all these people we're passing that have pulled over and just chose to stay in the storm. And she said, sure enough, you know, within just a few miles, they were out of the storm and in the sun, and that was the moment that she thought about all of the cars that had just pulled off to the side of the road. Their choice was to remain um, still in the storm. And, you know, again, is the glass half empty or half full? But um, and there, sometimes I mean, you have to be still in the storm, you know, mm-hmm. where you are not challenging Oya, you know, mm-hmm. you're not having faith in the construction of streets you know, in, in whatever area you're in. So I definitely know that sometimes you need to be still in a storm <laughs> driving. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. come in Minnesota and New York weather, I clearly yeah. the benefits of being still. But mm-hmm. um, I that was such a great, great message, you know, mm-hmm. because the storm is what we're experiencing as a country. We yeah. are going through so much weather negativity and, you know, just hatefulness and, you know, abuse of children. I mean, it's rampant. And so we need to navigate our way out. We've been still long enough. We need to get out and we need to come together as mothers to stomp mm-hmm. out this negativity that would take our children. So when you talk about invoking 
That is the power of the word. And if we all say in the same word, we are going to move mountains. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. It's, it's, it's very, very true. And I've, my, my mind's eye has gone to the videos that will come from women, however we choose to sing, praise, dance, you know, stomp um, in Selma. And it'll give such a visual to, uh, you know, and that's one of my sadnesses that Kifu, our guest, um, hasn't arrived yet because she could certainly share with us a bit of that energy that comes every year at the Southeastern Women's Herbal Conference because you do have areas where women are in grand discussions of everything of, you know, medicines they're making with plants and herbs and stuff. And then they're also in the politics of the world. You know, we were invited to the women, women of colors uh, sitting there, and there were just so many, uh, such a broad diversity of us from so many different cultures and beliefs, and it was great to be able to really share what was on our hearts, as as we've said this evening, those of us that are looking at the many, many, many ills that are just rampant, as you said, Motakeke, they're flying around now in a major storm, and what we learned from last week with the astrology is it has a heck of a lot to do <laughs> with where Pluto and, and Uranus and, and Mars are dancing in the heavens above us, but nonetheless, here we are, and I do think, um, you know, there are women who sit still in the storm and go, ah, okay, not my circus, not my monkeys. And and then there are other women who say, oh, I just have to, you know, fill sandbags or get grounded or, or make sure the foundation is, is more solid here so that some of these women can land down and, and stand back in their power and just not be okay. out there. Yeah, just not be flung around out there on the storm. Mm-hmm. And, I think it ultimately gets down to how we do change. You know, one of the what what is... What is anger or high, deep, high or low, deep emotions? What what are the productive uses of those emotions when we are absorbing them and transforming them within ourselves? And and one of it is is yes, motivation or inspiration. And another one is you know to recognize what what is our place? How do we do change? Are we angry or upset about something that we would like to change, but we feel powerless? to change it, Lori and I were speaking of that earlier today, you know, what happens when women uh, set their expectations and get smashed into that wall, as he had just said, um, sometimes paper thin, sometimes not, of disappointment, and to just simply come to the realization that whatever you expected, probably the person or the situation did not have the capacity to meet your expectations. It, that you know, those are the facts. At the end of the day, I wanted right. this. I didn't get this. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, you go. I wanted this. I did my best to get this, but that's not the outcome I got. So now I move into acceptance or forgiving myself or adjusting uh, my level of expectation. You know, acceptance of one's. Uh, capacity as long as you tried your hardest. The key is that you transform and you don't do the same thing you was doing. You change it so you can have different results. So if you feel that there's something that's um, 
you know, you're really angry about, except that, you know, at that, those feelings, but acknowledge that they are coming from a place of deep hurt because mm-hmm. that's when we display that fire and we're ready to burn and incinerate, you know, uh, whatever comes our way, whatever obstacles. So if we recognize and accept our own feelings and transform them into a project that can be beneficial, that mm-hmm. could help to change whatever it is that we feel angry about to make our lives better. So that's in transforming that energy and recognizing that you don't do the same thing over and over again because you're going to have the yeah. same results. Right. Technically, so the I'm definition wanna, of insanity. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely wanted uh, other people to share, you know, other sister queens online, mm-hmm. to share how that message touched them because that message touched me. I have to mm-hmm. give it to you, our boy Ru, our boy Ye. That was a great message. I sure, I sure. And I definitely appreciate it. Uh, Lori, how did that I message? I say, oh, how did absolutely. that message? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Alafia, Right, so storms, storms, some of the storms that we build ourselves, you know, it's the weather. When people say to you, do you call anybody and say, how you doing? And so very few of us say, ah, I'm a little stormy today, or some do, some do say, ah, I got a little cup of clouds hanging over me. And again, I think the question uh, that we can put out there, and I, I hope that the, all women who are on the line that haven't had the power of uh, speaking and sharing with us will take that opportunity to uh, have their voices heard and put out invocations in regards to uh, taming the storms of our lives, if you will, <laughs> taming our tongues as we as we move through them, but doing it in a good way that doesn't cause us to internalize that hurt or pain that is uh, fueling the fire within. Anybody got some good wisdom for that? I'd love to hear it. You know what, yeah, um a lot of things that I've I've come across now, um, in regards to, you know, what we go through as women, um, in in the day to day, what comes up against us without us even having to do anything. A lot of the things that um the metaphysical way of thinking about things now is starting to shift. You know, we've come into a a, a new like as a new paradigm and um a lot of the the ways that we used to think about things has has to change. I mean, women coming together, we have to understand that you know thoughts become things. The way you think about something can be your reality. And um, in order to bring women together to know that you know we are one, because that's one thing that we don't come across too much to know that we are one, no matter who we are, where we come from, we are one. You know, in this whole universe, we are one entity that uh, mm-hmm. manifests in different ways that we are one. We're here to support each other. So if we have that power that we have within us, that creative power, that that universe, 
that 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 yummy that that energy that cannot be um, destroyed. That's who we are, and that's a power that nobody can nobody can um, nothing can stop. Even in mm-hmm. the old dudes, it talks about Arumala saying that you know he learned how to work with the Iyami, not that he learned how to to control them or he defeated them. He learned to work with the Iyami because that's an energy that you can't destroy. So I'm saying, with that knowledge, what is it that we can't all come together and make such great changes that need to be made? You know, and like I said, I think it starts with understanding how your mind really works and understanding that. What you think about, you bring about. Mm-hmm. Because place so much emphasis on what we don't want, and it's just natural. Whether it's through, um, you know, from our condition of our environment, or you know, just from, you know, hereditary. There's a certain way you, you get told what to think when you go to school. You get told to to um, think about what you read and in these books, and this is what you learn, and you keep going through life that way. But until you get to understand how to think and how to think correctly and constructively so that you bring about what you think about, you're going to get the same issues. And so it, it becomes a part where, you know, women come together, like this this um, blog talk radio show now, women coming together and talking about these things. And I'm thinking that um, the one thing that could be the collective is to really constructively think about things together about what we really want. And how to bring it about so we so we so we make the changes because everything that we see we know but spiritually already exists so if we can think about it we can bring it about but if everybody's not on that thought process you're going to have mm-hmm. energy trying to bring about what we want so you know I, I, my thought process is that we have to really learn how to think correctly and a lot of us have not done that yet. Or just starting to do that because we the, the the energies have changed, you know. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the uh, patriarchal system that is working. The matriarchal energy is really growing and growing and growing. You can see that with how many women are going through that. Um, it's 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 phenomenal, you know. Many mm. women are coming up and being leaders. It's not it's not just a just a stroke of luck. It's the fact that the energies have changed, and this is what is necessary to bring about the balance that's been in balance for so long. And it's not about man bashing or male bashing because that's going to take you on to another extreme. But it's about really putting the energies back where it's supposed to be as who we are, the creators, and for it to be known. But do we know that in ourselves? Do we know that we have that power within us to make these changes? I don't know if everybody knows that, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we all think, oh, I'm different. Oh, that person over there has got $511,000. And I don't have anything here, but the only difference is that they have knowledge that has been applied. That same knowledge you have, it's just you don't know it and you've not applied it. doesn't mean it's not there for you. You know what I mean? So I'm just thinking that one thing that we have to do is get on the the change in our thought process to manifest the things that we want, not just saying it because what you think about, you bring about. And most of the time, when you're silent, when nobody else is around, those thoughts is what creates your reality when nobody else is around. So if you're not mindful of what you're thinking, you don't know what you're creating. So that's just my Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to see what Queen Suwadi was thinking. 
Tasha. Kwezuare. Are you on mute? Well, she must be on mute. But uh, we have quite a few sisters online. It's mm-hmm. very powerful. What you're saying is very powerful. And we do have to change our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Change your mind, change your world. I say. It's very, mm-hmm, it's very, it's, it's a simple little quote, you know, but it does get down to, you know, that the every day what we put out is what we get, you know, and, and and if you can think it, it can be, and all of those those catchphrases that go with it, but ultimately that is the correct, you know, or or as as I was thinking every time you said correct. If we get into the correct thinking, and then we would go back to, well, who taught us what was correct to think? You know what I mean? Or at what point do we step into deep enough into our relationship with spirit, or our ancestors, those guiding voices that, that lead us and give us direction to actually say, okay, am I thinking about this correctly? How, how, how would it look if I thought about it this way? And that is one of those uh, wonderful gifts of those particular cards, Ifashade, is that it does give you uh, the opportunity to hear, uh, just saying for myself about hearing that uh, card, The Storm, this evening, that it, 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 it felt very true right where it came in the, in the conversation because, you know, um, that emotion, energy in motion, whether uh, we're in the part of the storm where it's been brewing and brewing and the wind's been blowing, the winds of changes have been hitting us left and right, and we just didn't release the rain, you know what I mean? Some some women, because of that, be strong, you got to handle this, handle your business, all of that, that, that uh, took us away from the power of a good cry the power of, 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 you know, having the rain to fall in our own personal storms and knowing that we will. The sun will come back out after the storm, but it, it's a good thing. You know, the, the, as my grandmother would say, on the rainy days where we couldn't go out to play, she said, oh, but you will appreciate the sunshine when, it, when the rain is complete. You know, you will so much better really appreciate the sunshine because you can never take the sunshine for granted because there are rainy days. There certainly are. Absolutely. Well, I'm thinking a lot about what you said, Ifa Shadi, in terms of us, because the Laurie and I covered this ground, too, in terms of, you know, lots of things that came out in the reading of the year at the, at the top of the uh, the program as we began that spoke about, you know, this is one of those years where you either realize that you are continue to be part of the problem or you have actually moved into becoming part of the solution. And the, the big choice that that is where we can state our intentions, the power of invoking uh, that which we would love to have manifest and become our realities. And so perhaps before we leave uh, the air this evening, we will all invoke that in, in different areas, I'm sure, because we, we have so many, just out of the women that have spoken, let alone the ones that are listening, uh, have so many areas that we're moving forward to. And it's kind of like January gave us that little lull, get over the last year and the holidays and so forth, take your time to kind of see where 
get the engines warmed up, and then, you know, February kind of shoots us off there, headed towards spring, headed toward warmer temperatures and things that we'd like to accomplish. So it's a grand time. We're now waning, coming off of the full moon, waning into the new moon, when hopefully women are visioning. They're visioning. They're actually looking at the things that they hear themselves speaking that they'd like to come to pass, and uh, putting just a lot of spiritual energy among what it's going to take to manifest that, you know. I mean, it's like, do you have enough dollars to get out of the store with all the groceries you you want? You have to weigh that out. We each do in terms of what is the energy that uh, is, is required from me at any given point to actually accomplish the things that I have in my vision. So we invite the the ladies that uh, are listening, if, uh, you know, the Queen Mother would be more than happy to open your line if any of you would love to speak to uh, our topics this evening of diffusing, addressing and diffusing the energy or the labeling of the angry black woman uh, or and or the power of invocation, however, um, <clears throat> however you want to come to uh, the airwaves. We'd love to hear your your thoughts. One other thing that I want to add, since I now understand the, because um, I wasn't at the beginning of the um, the call, so I didn't know what it was all totally about, but what you said about mm-hmm. the angry black, one of the things that we really do really have to address is how we um, attack each other mm-hmm. for the, uh, the miscommunications that come about for, you know, to be to become an angry black woman, you know what I mean. Within just within ourselves, take the equation out of men out the way. Just women together being angry amongst <clears throat> themselves. We've got to learn how to uh, communicate a little differently, so that mm-hmm. the uh, the communication can flow. Mm-hmm. Because you know what, you can have difference of opinion, okay. but it doesn't have to come to a point mm-hmm. where you hate each other. It doesn't have to come to that point because you can say, okay, then your your opinion is your own and mine is my own and we can we can agree to differ. So we've got to mm-hmm. get past that space of looking at each other as an enemy or a threat because that's not what we are. We are each other's keeper. If that's who we, as women, we are each other's keeper. And if we don't see ourselves as that, then we're not going to get past that hurdle of being angry just at each other. Talk less of the you know other issues of the you know the men and and whatnot. Just as women ourselves, we've got to get past that space because you know there's, there's all there is is love. All there is, is love. and if we don't have love for each other, what where can we go? Mm-hmm. You know, uses a lot of the anger just to know you know what I love you, I love mm-hmm. you, I love you, I love you all. You are my sisters. You are my you. I am you. You are me. Without me, without you, I am not. Without me, you are not. We are all one. But that one thing alone should be enough to diffuse the 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 the, the catchiness and the jealousy and the the envy that so much has been portrayed. You know what I mean? That keeps us in that space of angry black woman, that angry black woman syndrome, because it's so not necessary. So not necessary. And I'm I'm really learning to see that. Um, it has to start within you. There has to be love from within. Absolutely. Or it can go anywhere else. 
Absolutely. I was just about to say that is that at some point in that journey, and and I've gone there where not even so much in myself, but again when it's mirrored, when when uh, someone else's anger erupts in my space, and the first thing that I can know now is that pain in that other woman, even though it you know because I get, it was like in a second I was like okay that wasn't really about me <laughs> you know and and or maybe it was but it came out that way of a place that because it hit a trigger when any of us have that um, that anger that fire that storm that is brewing. Um, life then can hit a trigger to say you shouldn't be carrying that around you like a stick of dynamite waiting to explode mm-hmm. and 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 that is the point that you know is good medicine here for you to put out there for us that you know in any given moment the the eruption of anger within is ours it is ours and 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 the choice of whether or not you want to hand off your power in that moment <laughs> to like give it to whatever circumstance or person or whatever is in front of you that hit that trigger, well, you could do that. Or you could go away and say, wow, what what what, what really just touched on? What am I really angry about? And again, as the Olori said earlier, these are some of the things that we look forward to in our powwow um, actual ceremonies where you know, we we do some cleanup, we do some house cleaning in our emotional bodies to find, you know, old anger, old wounded places, old hurts that um, life can walk you right to the top of it to where it's sitting right on the edge of your skin and next thing you know it's erupted all over the place. And it's it's interesting to me. You know, I had such uh, amazing sayings coming from the old aunties that raised me. They would always point out that if you had to throw up, you ran to the bathroom or you went, ran to find a basket. And, they would, you know, if they really felt like your anger just came out and you did not have a care or respect for yourself, other people didn't say, why, now why did you just throw up all of that out here for all of us to hear? You know, and so, and it, 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 it was a good point. You know, it was a good point because what it let you know was maybe you did have something good or important to say, but it didn't come out like that. <laughs> because it came out through rage or fire or venting, it came up as, as something that, that was brewing inside of you. Your stomach couldn't hold it, and you regurgitated it, and we all got to, to participate in that. So there are different ways, I think, that we can begin to look at the queens in the mirror and see what is offered back um, in terms of being able to choose our finest words at any given point. Alafia. Alafia, who has joined us at Cabo? Abu Um, This is Zoe speaking. Say your name one more time. Zoe well, welcome. welcome, welcome, and and yes, yeah, speak to us on on that myth of the angry black woman. Have you ever been caught in that situation, or are you one of those great goddesses that stands in the power of her invocation? Oh, I, I've been caught the first, but <laughs> just about between balance is everything. Balance is everything, mm-hmm. and I'll write on what was just said about. Looking within, mm-hmm. um, I, since about 7.30, and a lot of things that you touched on uh, really touched me. For one, it was about the 
uh, sisters coming together? And how do you maintain the relationships, building the relationships with other sisters? It's just about meeting people where they are because everyone's at different places within their own consciousness. True. They are. And um, eventually, once someone um, come to a point in their life, they'll remember what you said and contact you out. So, right. uh, mm-hmm. so don't stop doing what, you know, what we're doing because we're all looking for that, um, that peace within and all together. Um, and then when we were mm-hmm, looking within, so as far as being our sister's keeper, it's about the reflection of self. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of black women stigma comes from because how you feel within. And so however you're feeling about yourself, you tend to uh, display this on the outside. And so those thoughts become actions. And sometimes not, not that pleasant. And we'll take that sisterhood or um, like you were just speaking among uh, your elders we we're missing that component a lot in a lot of our families now. Mm-hmm. To be uh, sort of adoptive elders to some of the young people out here that are missing that component in their natural families. Mm-hmm. It's so true, you know. Being an older, <laughs> being an older, it is so true what you say that. You, you know, in, in moving through the different conversations and interactions, a number of times I, I will just take it, even though we live in that society, and I say, oh, don't say nothing, you know, all right, just let her have that, give her a pass. And sometimes you can do that, but as, when you're an elder and you know that the very elders that, who are now ancestors that raised us would never tolerate it, they would say, now go over and tell her how slip is hanging, okay, you know, help her out. And even though it's not physically a slip hanging, it could be her slip of her conversation or the slip of the way she presented herself in the room. And if there's an elder present, yes, you know, lovingly you you will go over and just give that reflection. Again, it's not an attack or not. Hopefully it doesn't come out even as a criticism. It simply comes out as let me offer you this gift of reflection because perhaps when you left the mirror at home, you didn't see yourself quite the way it's presented in here right now. And, you know, um, I, I also thought as you were speaking about different groups of, of young people that are coming together now, and they're doing exactly that. They're adopting um, elders around their communities and their families where uh, those uh, that component has left the immediate nucleus of the family as, and giving them that right. To, many times when friends have a difference or, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend and all their friends are the same friends, but then they break up and the entire community is, you know, rocked because of the breakup and they don't want to choose sides with the boyfriend or the girl, you know, that kind of thing where uh, the wisdom of an of an elder to come in and be able to give you an overview of uh, this too shall pass, let everybody calm down in the room and, <laughs> you know, really try and own whatever part of of the situation in the middle is ours and, and give the, the best gift that we can to do the repair work. Boy, that brings up our consciousness whole levels right now. 
um, yeah. you know, where, yeah, where I think everything from the political climate we're in to, as he has said, the climactic changes on the planet shows us that you can't, you just can't set off explosions and walk away. Like, that's that's not even feasible because somewhere you're still going to be rattled in the tremor of that explosion, the fallout. You're not going to be able to set off an explosive, whether it's out of your mouth, your thoughts, or your actions, and not be responsible for it. There's very little room in this these days we're living in in 2016 now where we really don't have to step up our level of responsibility for our words and our actions. So um, thank you for, for, for speaking up, for one, and, and for sharing. We love hearing that, um, you know, you were moved by some of the conversation that we're having, and certainly we hope before this hour is out that we will speak a little bit more about our powwow in Selma and uh, the Women's Weekend coming up Mother's Day in, uh, in May where we have opportunities to hold each other's hands and see and feel each other's tears and move through those areas together where we where we all come and see, as that card said, where we see our light at the end of the tunnel together because, you know, we... Um, we're stronger together, you know. I, 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 I have to put this thought out there because it came by my mind. We were in a terrible storm, hurricane level down there in South Carolina. I forget which one it was. But where I was sitting with my father on the porch, there are a lot of trees, and they were bending so hard with the wind. And I think it was an elder mother. There you have it. Here's Shango Day who was on the porch, and she said, now, you know, if that was just one tree out there, chances are it would snap and break. But because all of those trees are standing together, they help each other to endure the wind. And I, I just, you know, I think that that's so true about where we hope we're all going as sister queens together, where where we realize the strength of being able to weather the toughest storm as long as we're standing together, you know, and we haven't, there's no woman left behind. We haven't left nobody standing out there in the field by themselves where the winter just come along and snatch, <laughs> knock them down, you know. So my thoughts on it. Any other ladies out there that would love to um, speak in? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Are you able to hear me? Now we can. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't because I didn't. I didn't hear the uh, you know the little click that says that you're in the queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, Cece uh, calling from Ohio, and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to uh, uh, because I'm, I'm listening to you with the. Uh, the angry, uh, angry black woman myth, and I, I sort of, it it is a myth, but I, I believe that it's really a level of uh, frustration mm-hmm. that comes out in anger, because uh, uh, just taking the time to endure, uh, and a lot of it comes from how we're ingrained when we're little girls with the you know the 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 prince is gonna come, and you know the 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 whole castle mentality where you're gonna be rescued, and you're not gonna have any more problems, and then uh, uh, you know uh, reality hits you, and it's like okay, you want to hang in there, and you want to try to do whatever, and it just doesn't happen because you just happen to pick the one uh, the one person that just simply wasn't ready for whatever. 
<clears throat> for all that you have to give and to provide. Okay. I also think that I'm 50 years old, and I also know that when I was coming up, I come from the we generation, and I'm finding that a lot of the, uh, I'll say some, I won't say a lot, but some, they're from the me generation where it's not where what we can do together, but it's what can what can I get, what can be done for me, what can I get, what am I going to get out of this? I think that has turned the tides for us as well. I've learned through my own experience to where uh, um, sometimes I just I have to step back and get a breather uh, to give my own self uh, uh, peace. You know what I mean? When you want to, you don't even want to answer the phone because you're going to be drained by the time you hang it up because yeah. all of the, you know, the hurt and the anger. You know, when your girl calls you and you just, it's just, it just pours into you and you just so drained by the time you hang up the phone. It's like it's time for me to just, to to pull back. And I've noticed that since um, I'm going through my own uh, transition uh, with uh, meditating and, and chanting and I have an altar and I'm doing a lot of uh, reading and researching and just uh, looking within instead of uh, waiting for outside forces to come and rescue me. And mm. I've noticed that there is a shift in the way that I think. Um, and I've also noticed that time has a way of time can speed by for me when I can look up and it's another holiday, and then sometimes time can drag, uh, which would let it, it sort of let me know that the reality of it, because it's it, it's it's all together, it's almost like it's not real, <laughs> and I think it's probably because uh, of how. Uh, what you ladies were saying, how the consciousness is shifting, and how uh, uh, I know we're we're moving toward the age of, of Aquarius. We're leaving the old age and we're coming into the new age. But I, a lot of people are waking up. At least I know I am, and I'm trying to bring my children along with me. But then they've been conditioned to be a certain way as well and 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 that's the difficulty is trying to shift their uh the way that they think to change the way that they think and to get them to uh look within look within and find your strength you have to conquer your fear face it and you have to conquer it you know um we weren't meant as women i think we will all agree uh, I know we have different ages on the phone, but we were not meant to be here doing this alone. We were supposed mm-hmm. to be protected. Mm-hmm. And how? Uh, and I, like, uh, uh, I haven't been called an angry black woman, but I, I have been told that I want to wear the pants. Mm-hmm. And that in itself makes me mm-hmm. angry because. It's like I wasn't meant to do this on my own. How can I pr- try to protect my children from the world? I have to pr- protect myself from the world and not pick up those masculine characteristics. 
Mm. How is that possible? Say. Say. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think uh, that I'll say ma- a lot of males realize that. And my thing is is trying to just let all that go. And I'm working through it to try to make the situation better for myself and 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 for my children. It 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 can it's it's sort of like a it's a slippery slope. It's a myth, but then again it's there. But it's really not the angry black woman. I'm I'm doing the quotes in the air. It's where you're looking at a woman that's been frustrated, that's given her all, and it it just wasn't given back, and and she's left swinging in the wind, and Ooh, then she's, she's got a yeah, she's like Dorothy, you know. What'd you say? Hurt. I said it's a queen that is hurt, that has gone yeah. through the energies of loving and giving yeah. up herself, and to be misread. In terms of your purposes, if you yes. know that if you got children, you got to provide, and that's as simple as simple, you know. And if you don't have a man, you have to do it yourself. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel you. I, I, I honor your sacrifice to your children, yes. and I say to you that we have to stand together and we have to stop looking out at them and what they say and look in the mirror and say what we want to ourselves. But the most important thing we have to say to ourselves, and what did you call yourself when you were younger? I know I call myself Nisi. (laughs) And I would say, I love you, Nisi. I love you. And I say that to her all the time because she's still in there. And she's still hurt. Yeah, that little girl. The little that you mean that little girl inside of all of us. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it reminds me of the old women shouting. You know what I'm saying? And because that energy, Queen, we just salute what you what you've spoken because That's it's a right. big part of what we're saying. You know, and yes, it is frustration. You know what I mean? When we even began, when this uh, point of the conversation came up, uh, you know, interesting from Kifu, who is now with us uh, yet on the line. But uh, you know, the first response of he wants to say, "Well, yeah, we're angry. Yeah, I mean." What's your first clue? You know what I mean? What is your first clue, actually? Okay, because there are people, there are women today, today, burying their children that, you know, people who are are sworn to protect and serve have killed, okay? Just just to name a a few things going on in our world that you are so daggone right. We are angry. We are beyond our wits. Angry, you know, at the number of men incarcerated, the number of women and children incarcerated, and 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 the king that keeps going off every other second up on Wall Street because of it. And so, you know, again, it's that point of you know, are are black women angry? Well, there are a lot of women angry of every color, and so it is. It's a level of frustration, and then we say, okay, well, so where is that point? I think the sister before you that 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 spoke so well on balance. Where is Mm -hmm. that? point where we can walk that 
walk that as queens without hurting ourselves and, and, and without, you know, literally taking over as the mother of dragons. I love in the Game of Thrones where, you know, all the dragons come out and everybody just burnt to a crisp. You know, we're just mm-hmm. not going to tolerate it, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and so we have to find that gentle balance in between, and it's, it's, it's what I am just so um, really excited about in, in moving toward Selma um, and, and, or, or, and ceremonies wherever they happen. I, they'll be happening all year mm-hmm. long. But where we come together and we remember whether it's us beating drums or uh, dancing to African drum beats and or meditating on the earth or praying on the earth, that, oh, this is where we pour it. This is where we pour it. I've actually seen women, you know, dig holes in the earth when they just knew they couldn't let their fire out on nobody else. And they were, once the hole is dug and they were screaming, holler <laughs> into that hole, into the Mother Earth who can take it, all of that fire. Until they, until it's out, like like I said a minute ago, until literally that spirit of anger, that hurt and that pain that just wasn't going to fit in our body no more. And, 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 yeah, it just wasn't going to fit in there no more. And, you know, those of us that don't tote guns, we want to go kill something. And, you know, the others of us feel like, well, we don't want to fight. But And so what do you do with that much fire? You could do that. You know, you can you can speak it into a bottle and, 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 and set the bottle out. There are so many beautiful rituals for letting go of the mm. frustrations that and the pain and the old hurts that no longer serve us. I know when we come into a uh, uh, ceremony with one another, you know, that's one of the beginning prayers that we sm- uh, speak when we're smudging each other and purifying each other is that, you know, we, we do give each other permission here to now recycle <laughs> those very hard things that came to us that served, served the purpose at the time but no longer served. Uh, any purpose of our highest good. We can let them go. We can bury them. We can have funerals for all types of things, not just people. But but how do you, uh, what is the process of building yourself back up? Mm. Uh, Mm. Building yourself back up and gaining your own strength without also building a wall. Mm-hmm. You see, that's that's the thing because mm-hmm. balance, it it can be easy, but then there's also that knee jerk reaction. I'm mm-hmm. strong. I've made myself strong, and I feel like I'm ready. But if I venture out, oh my goodness, wait, I might get stung again. There, there's a wall there too. Mm-hmm. There's a wall of protection. And I, I, I really think it's your spirit. It, it's your spirit. I, I think it's it's my spirit. But I'm trying to say, well, okay, uh, it it will be so. It's possible. But there's that part of me that says, wait a minute, uh, I, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to have my children hurt again. You don't want to ride that co- that roller coaster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how Absolutely. do you? Where, where is the balance? Yeah, I was going to answer you kind of kind of quickly because it came right up and and it came out of um some work we did with uh some Bofu uh Somme, Maladoma's uh ex-wife on grief. And what I have noticed is a lot of times once we have gone through this heaviness of our storm 
so to speak, and the anger and the uh, uncontrollable or out of order uh, emotions, misdirected emotions that all the flinging about that that comes with that. And yes, we are left very weak, and we are left sometimes like an empty vessel where we have to fill ourselves up, fill ourselves up. And of course, the old people would tell you, you know, fill up with God. You know, read a little Bible. That's when they told you. I bet people didn't really know why people told you to read it, but then what they were literally telling you is when your spirit is downtrodden and empty, um, kind of like uh, a woman there on the sound of music with her favorite things, you, you then consciously have to feed back in. If a baby is hungry, you feed the baby. And and this thing of of uh, grief, because we are all in tremendous levels of grief at this point. You know, grief yeah. used to be, how do I pick up my life and go on because my husband or my wife has died or I've lost a child? Okay, that used to be the ground floor, but now that we have mass shootings and terrorism and, and, and identity theft and child molestation and, I mean, just the barrel is overwhelming where we almost don't have time to process the grief, and so therefore it gets stuffed down and stuffed down. And it's, you know, grief is real shadowy. It's it's not real bold like anger. Anger is bold, fiery. You feel it, you know it. Off the top. I lost my temper. Off the top. Yeah. But yeah. grief, that, that more painful uh, weakness of... I'm empty inside, uh, you know, whatever it is or what, whoever it was that just, like, blew out my inside. <laughs> I'm empty mm-hmm. inside. I'm empty mm-hmm. inside. And, and and what are my tools? And as a woman who went through, you know, probably the first 30 of my years easily where it was tough for me to cry. I was not a crier, period. And when I finally got to the recognition of the conversation we're having right now, I made it a regular thing. Like sometimes you say, oh, I'm going to have wine once a week. I would have a tear jerker movie, some movie I knew would force me to cry. <laughs> So you could let it out. I, I had to let it out because I yeah. I began to realize where my tongue was sharp or 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 my conversation was very curt and very short with people because mm-hmm. of something that was festering inside of myself that had nothing to do with the stuff that was going on. And, you know, once I got to that point of having a much better relationship with the waterfalls of my soul, I call them, um, then, uh, that, then I got closer to the balance. You see, and I was going to ask that in a minute ago because I'm sure we all have different tools for, for accomplishing that balancing act. But that was one of mine. It's like if you're not crying and if you know that you're not sad and mourning about something that is just, you know, like a a, a, a dream that keeps repeating itself, it's just there with you, there with you, there with you, you got to have a funeral for it. you got to recognize that it's dead and no longer has any life to give you, and you have to have a funeral for it. And in funerals, we usually say really good things about the thing that has died or the person that has died, and we send them off with all the love that we have in our heart because they are on the journey to the next world. So we do it easily. And, and you know, it, it, I, I remember a time saying to people, you know, broken legs, don't they, they, don't, they mend. Wounds on the body. When the body is wounded, we don't walk around with cuts and things like that just open for years and years and years. 
<laughs> we don't. The body mends itself. And so we have to begin to give that permission to our emotional body as well to say, okay, we realize that you, you, we have we can take the bandit off, let the air happen here now, and we have to be in the mending process. What what am I going to do to mend what's torn or ripped or, or mm-hmm. broken open inside of me? Big conversations. Conversations. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. And we definitely, definitely have to use the energy of reclaiming our spirit. That as we are emptying out, we have to fill that empty vessel with love and light mm-hmm. and really accept the truth that you've mm-hmm. been given about yourself. If you know that you are a child of life, don't let anybody confuse you that you're a child of darkness. So you got to constantly the mirror up at yourself and make your own self responsible for your happiness. And, and I know, you know, that was one of the, the greatest lessons that I learned Mm-hmm. In releasing uh, the traditional way, uh, and I have a mantra that I say, and uh, mm-hmm. I say it uh, to myself, and it's it's short, it's real quick. If you get, if you ladies don't mind, we want you to hear. It, is it okay? Yes, yes. My, we want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this is what I say, and I have it on a recorder. And I I, rec- I just repeated it like maybe ten times on a recorder, and uh, I I say I am breaking the vow of past lifetimes that does not serve me anymore. I release I it from my etheric, spiritual, physical, and mental body. I am excited because my ancestors, spirit guide, guardians of the gate, and the world are with me, and I surrender. I accept and receive the natural rhythm and manifest from the multiverse. And I receive it with full trust. I forgive all past indiscretions to move forward in light. I trust what I am learning and feeling, and I move forward in hope and light. Life is about intentions, not agendas. And that's what I say in my altar. And I, I, I said that like ten times on a recorder. And then on some of the days when I'm just like tired and I just and I lay down, and I'll put the earphones in my ear, and I listen to that. And then I'll put on uh, the chanting music, and I ask whatever questions that I need to be, uh, that I want answers to. And the, the answers, they come to me in my dream, and they come in, in, in vivid colors. I've had a lot of questions answered and a lot of truth discovered. And that seems to be helping me. But I, I've I've removed myself from all of the ones that were just draining, just just draining me. I mean, other than your children, your children drain you more than anybody. But all of the outside people that were just draining me, I just removed myself, and it's been maybe about five months now, and I am truly flourishing. But I'm mm-hmm. almost ready to venture out. And and uh, you know so socialize you know, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I I need to be uh, to have people that that are where I am, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and that that's the difficulty. The difficulty is is not finding people with an agenda, uh, with with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, like minds attract. Yes. Uh-huh. It's so true. It's so true. It, it's it's a it's a huge journey because it, it it's, I mean it's it, it's enough just to be a woman, mm-hmm. but to have this another job and another job and another job and then all of the duties that we have and we we do it we do it every day and we don't even think about it. We're mm-hmm. nurse, maid, doctor, accountant. We do it all. You know, we clean, we cook, we do it, and we don't even think twice about it. We we multitask every day. And it's like, okay, I need my mantra. <laughs> I gotta stop mm-hmm. and say, look, I look, I'm breaking the vow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we have so and much. And a powerful on. mantra it is. You asked us, you know, how to how to fill back up, and and so that I, every time you speak it, I just love that those words went in, and and you know, the power. Power. I can I can totally understand where you have felt this shift because I've said to people, you know, you it, it gets down to that. You know what I mean? And I had a similar one a time in my life when I felt like I was just pregnant and this baby just wasn't going to be born. And, you know, and it was this whole movement. I was in my ancestral house there and I wanted things to happen and happen. It just didn't seem like it was happening. And finally, I, I did every morning. I got up and I said, okay, you have my permission today. Anything or anybody that is not, <laughs> no longer serving our highest good, you have my permission yeah. to remove it. And I, yeah. I prayed that every day for like six months, and it moved. It, it totally moved stuff. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it does get down to that mantra. And the other thing is, is that we do have to tend to, uh, our spiritual gardens. We do have to do the weeding. We really do. We have to recognize that we're growing beautiful flowers here, and the weeds that we've allowed to wander in and just start growing and climbing all over our rose bushes, no, not acceptable. And so from time to time, a certain weeding of our garden comes along mm-hmm. and gives us that opportunity to put the yeah. compost in or put in rich soil. And so I just encourage you to to really look at some of the key ingredients that you need in the soil of your soul for what you are growing in this coming spring. And if you okay. gather that spiritually inside of your intentions, book trust that destiny will have exactly those who meet you right where you are and you meet them right where they are to cross your path at this time because, you know, what we put out there is what we attract. And so, you know, yeah, when we want to take the easy road and just kind of bump along and hang out with the drifters as as they were, they're not not really consciously awake and, you know, stumbling through sleep. And, and we'll allow them to hang out for a little while. This is not the time. Uh, uh, Lori and I were talking about that earlier. You know, strong queendoms right now where you know who you trust. You try your best to always be in a position of trusting yourself and, a, and giving good grace for others to trust you. Mm, drifters is no longer even invited in the room. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah, yeah they're just not. <laughs> yeah. And, and I also found that I, I repel them. It's almost like, uh, you know, the, uh, the the people that are getting ready to, uh, I, I say, get ready to try to pull the shimmy, they stay yeah. away because it must be something that I'm giving off to let them know, oh, she's not going to have it. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask exactly. you, ladies, do are there certain herbs? I I want to I, I burn sage and I also burn incense and candles, but is there like maybe a certain combination of herbs that you ladies use that maybe I can buy that may uh, be able to help me? Okay, I'm, That's I'm a ready. Good show I, I, all into itself. We were talking a little bit about you know the magic of colors and flowers and things that, but yeah. So sage, um, you know, and and I remember a red a redskin brother of mine asking me. We were sitting around a fire up in Milwaukee, and uh, when you go when you go to those traditional fires that are lit at the beginning and end of gatherings, there's a basket of tobacco. There's a basket of um, sandalwood. There's a basket of sweet grass and a basket of sage, and you might find a basket of cedar. And so, of course, yes, you know, having taught aromatherapy and, you know, herbs in my lifetime, I was familiar. And so Ben was giving me a test. He said, well, Sangoma, he said, "Um, I just want to ask you, why do you think, you know, that we have these particular (laughs) herbs around the fire, you know, any ceremonial fire that you come to? And, of course, see, that's when the wise woman knows when to speak and when not to speak. I could have said a number of things. But the one okay. thing I wanted to say was, Ben, I, I, I'm sure I might have some answers, but I would be so much more blessed for you to tell me. Okay. <laughs> so, said, I, I, you know, it's the type of thing you look at in the face of a Native American and you go like, dummy, you ain't supposed to say nothing right here. You're supposed to ask yeah. to just, just, yeah, just bless you with the wisdom right here. And so he went through it, you know, and and said, well, for one thing, as as most traditions believe that as soon as that incense is lit is, or as soon as that herb is lit and the fragrance of it begins to lift up to great mystery or to God, um, you know, he said, now just think about it. Think about all of the war parties that ever lit and prayed over sweet grass. Just, just in your mind, you know how many tribes are in this land that we live on. He said they immediately come to, to they immediately, the scent will draw them immediately to your heart and your heart's issue. And so cedar for purification, sage much more when we want to sit in that really calm place between the worlds where, like my eye, like we can weigh out some truths and things. I always think, because, you know, when, when women are bleeding and they, and they want to go into a moon lodge, they'll drink sage tea. And so a lot of times in studying herbs, if you look when we take an herb into our body, it will tell us so much about, of course, if we burn it and, and, and allow its essence to go in the air. But like, I just want to announce that we have 10 minutes remaining on the show. And I want for you to um, definitely summarize and Give us a closing. I give thanks and honor to all our guests, uh, Alori. Uh, thank you so much, Alori O'Shea at the for joining us. Thank you so much for Queen Sawadi. Thank you for joining us and uh, the Ianifa from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Atlanta. Okay. She lives there in Atlanta with you. Oh, that gives us the Oracle. number. So I say mm-hmm. thank you and also thank you from uh, 216 as well as our guests on the computer. We thank you and for all of those of you who are listening in, we thank you and we give thanks 
for you. Oh, thank you so much. Gratitude is is a wonderful thing. And so to the ear who was asking the herb questions, www.kindredofsangoma.org. Um, you can go there, not that I, but from time to time, every every month a newsletter comes out and it has different information about herbs and things. But, of course, you can write me to, on Facebook and we can get uh, much more specific about it. And in these last few minutes, I, I do, I want to echo that, that level of gratitude to really just... Um, feel that connection happening. It's one thing to ask um, sisters to show up or to be our guests or, you know, give us information. And then the sisters that have just so blessed us this evening by just coming and being a part of the conversation. And, um, you know, again, we did do a powerful invocation. (laughs) My point exactly, you know, this is the particular program where we opened up and we will close that container back and uh, give our thanks to the four directions and to all the ancestors of all the families uh, present for um, a wonderful exchange that um, as time goes by, I'm sure we're going to build on it and build on it and feel the support of one another. Every time we light a candle, every time we pray, we will um, bring that forward. So just briefly so that the container is complete, uh, we say Alodumari Ajubai. And so for those who don't speak Yoruba, Alodumari, the Most High God, El Shaddai, Divine, um, whatever we know is that power greater than ourselves, we say we praise you. And we praise all of the chiefly dead that sit at your feet. And um, we're thankful to all of the families, the big mothers, great mothers, fathers in heaven whose blood runs in our veins, whose cellular memory inspires us and strengthens us and holds us even in our weakest hours. We give thanks for every voice that has been heard this evening and for those voices especially that chose to remain silent. May you find peace and joy and and clarity in in the coming days as we move forward and may just the just the sound of our voices as it's connected to each of our ears and our hearts this evening continue to weave this wonderful tapestry that we are creating in the sister sistership that we that we are now um, inhabiting, which I feel is going to travel all over not only the airwaves of this radio show but all over uh, this country to different communities where women are reawakening and reconnecting, and so we say. Uh, and yes, in the name of our ancestors, the Most High God, and the seven generations to follow, um, that we are grateful, we give thanks, and we appreciate the sacred space that's been created here this evening. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Queen Mother, we have about uh, seven minutes from what I can see. If you kind of want to give... Uh, maybe those websites or, or the Facebooks. And, you know, I thought about it this week. We really do. I think this is the spot now as we go into the first days of February that the Sisters Stomping on Selma has its own Facebook page. And then that will make it just really easy for us to have that central place that we go to um, to coordinate it. Yes. Wow. Well, just even putting aside the topic of spiritual warfare and all of Excuse me, we didn't hear you. Oh, you dropped off. But wow, yeah, because <clears throat> I couldn't yeah. hear. I know something was said, but I didn't make out what it was. 
Oh, wow. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Beautiful. And mm-hmm. they were trying to speak, but it dropped off. But we need to definitely get a page up, I say, for the history yeah. of Selma, I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that is a place of coordination for our Million Mothers March to okay. be held July 29th. 2016 in Augusta, Georgia, and we look forward to everybody, everybody joining, all the mothers in America. Let's stop this mess now for the sake of all of our children, not just mm-hmm. black children, but everybody's children. Mm-hmm. And this, the men will sure blow us up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and Queen Mother, I have sponsorship packages available and ready to be mailed out for those events as well. Oh, I see. To make it possible. So we're out here, but we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. We need each other. So as soon as we um, get the word on the... Um, Finishing uh, preparations will be up and running, and we mm-hmm. we look forward to it. As we look forward to the um, library edition of Auntie Oyakunle and her <laughs> magical pet, Rocky Lalo, I'm so excited because, uh, as you know, Yaboon and, and Alori work so hard on it. And just really, it's magnificent. It's truly a curriculum for improvement of many things. And in addition, it adds the pride and the um, determination and the blessing of a positive outcome of slavery. So I, I love that part. I love it. We we have a bookstore here in Detroit willing to sponsor the book as well and carry the mm-hmm. book. They just want a book opening. Well, wonderful. You're going to love it. It's gorgeous. It's colorful. Um, just the whole vocabulary of Yoruba words. And, 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 again, what I love about my friend's work is that she has that amazing gift to really um, take you into the mind and the heart and the innocence of a child in her writing. It's, it's just so magnificent to me how how that happens, you know. <laughs> in, the, in the two books that I've worked with her on, um, that truly, truly, um, it's interesting. It's interesting to read stories from books that you know adults are telling a story to children and then to read a book that um, is really coming from a child's point of view, let's put it that way, even though an adult is writing it. And it's just awesome. And we, we're, we're really excited and looking forward to uh, seeing it hit the bookshelves in the libraries in February. And uh, we will say that our guest, one of our guests next week, um, as we go forward to really talk about leadership and movement, um, will be Princess Fabumi Adefumi, uh, the eldest daughter of mm, 22 children that the founder of Oyotunji uh, was the father of birth children. 
he was the father of thousands of children. But uh, so because they, they got a lot of coming up that uh, 13th, 14th weekend in February, and she'll be coming to give us some uh, really great information about how those of us that are going, you know, can participate and those of us not going on a nationwide candle vigil to light up the uh, life and legacy, the memories the that we have. Well, mm-hmm. well, well I just want to keep you updated on the time. We have a mm-hmm. little less than one minute. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, Are you on every Sunday in. at yeah. 7? Are yeah. you on every Sunday at 7? Yeah. We are yeah. from 7 to okay. 9. Please join us. Okay. Please join us. And, Ladies, it yeah. has certainly been my edification, and I am just full. My heart is full. My soul is full. It's been so rich having this conversation with all of you, and we thank you and um, and hold you in the light, knowing that peace is under your feet all through the week until we gather again on next Sunday. Okay. Good night, ladies. Mm-hmm. Good night. Mario said hello. Oh, Onibo there, I say. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah, boom. community giving back with more than the eye can see. There's no lack. It's gonna take you and me with what equity the world can see. A society giving back.